Drinking a little drink, smoking a little smoke, getting down to business. For ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. Blue check mark ass fucks. You've got to go down the hole. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Nikola Tesla is my boy. But we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. 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 Howdy, everybody. We got another group show for you today. We talk about some ancient civilizations and some other theories that deal with hidden history. I hope you enjoy it. It's a little less chaotic than the last group show, but still a little chaotic. So I tried to make the audio the best I could. We'll get right into the show after a quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Jimmy K's Bar and Grill. As always, that's where we go. That's where you will find us. That's where you will shoot Red Stag with us. If you want to talk conspiracies with us, just come on down. It's located at 911 11th Avenue for all my Gematria fans. New Brighton, PA. If you're a local listener, you know where it's at. If you listen from far away and are ever in the Pittsburgh area, come on down to Jimmy K's Bar and Grill. The food's incredible. The drinks are always stiff and the service is amazing shout out to my girl stevie shout out stevie and hannah and, and hannah and ashley and, and ashley Lindsay. And oh and you know what man they're all the great. whole squad's good jimmy's the fucking man come down to jimmy k's chop it up with us talk some conspiracies we'll get into it well it's the uh third meeting of the jackasses the joint authority on conspiracies association we got a few old heads we got a few new faces here we got Missy, Frantic Missy. We got Mick and V Lynn from Patriot Party Pod. Puds is here from the Big Dumb Podcast. And Dan, one of our most recent guests from Rising from the Ashes, is here. How's everyone doing? Awesome. All at once Great. now. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Ah, loud noises. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, we started out the last two episodes with my shirt. I'm wearing my Roswell UFO Museum shirt this week. If you guys have never been to the Southwest, it's one of the most uh, mystical, crazy places. Just just the rock formations and the energy there is wild. Um, and a lot of people say there were ancient civilizations in the Southwest, maybe living in the Grand Canyon. There's uh, a San Francisco newspaper said... Two Smithsonian researchers found caves that led deep into the Grand Canyon. There might have been Egyptian civilizations. I don't know. We're going to dig into that today. Dan, our resident uh, ancient civilization master. I don't know if that's a too too big of an accolade for him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, is there any evidence that there were ancient civilizations in the American Southwest, notably Grand Canyon? I don't know anything uh, about the Grand Canyon area other than that they found uh, some Egyptian artifacts and caves in the Grand Canyon. Right. Uh, that's about the extent of the Grand Canyon that I know. Well, if there was Egyptian artifacts in the Grand Canyon, that means they would have had to travel there thousands of years ago. Like, maybe like, what, 2,000 years ago? There's, 
there's a story of, I forget his first name, but Helios, one of the sons of Cleopatra and Alexander the Great, him and 50,000 Egyptians fled the Mediterranean and came to the New World, but who knows if that's real. Uh, how how would that tie into all these like origin stories, you know? So I, I read this book called uh, Lost City of Atlantis by Gavin Menzies. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the book, he uh, he goes to Crete and they uncover like uh, uh, a big like panorama relief drawing mm-hmm. of, of ancient ships. And they have it shows like these big, huge ships in there. And they dated this back to about 2500 B.C. So it they had ships at that time to go anywhere they wanted and what they would use oars and they would use people to uh push you know to paddle the boats and uh so there's more than enough technology back then to get to america and actually i kind of believe that atlantis was in the middle of the atlantic and kind of like an island chain and i believe that they used the americas and south america as places to grow their crops to export into the Middle East. There's more than that. There's also, uh, when you look at some of the ancient maps, uh, and when I say ancient, I mean like, you know, like we don't even know what year they are because, again, you got the the I and the J is in front of the year. But when it comes to Tartaria, there are Tartarian maps that show Tartaria stretching all the way to South America. And they have found Chinese, excuse me, Tartarian Hmm. anchors off the coast of Catalina that they say they cannot date. Uh, they're so old. Yeah, Catalina. Because that's the wine mixer. <laughs> yeah, the Catalina And then you've got the like, what's bottle thing. Like, and like when they, what? like the the uh, the text said that the white man would come back, right? Yep. And he'd be bearded and all that stuff. And that's probably because it's it's a it's a fallback to the Tartarian, uh, you know, religion and the Tartarian empire stretching that far and then being cut off due to either war or lack of resources. I mean, kind of like we have with like the, the Croatan, uh, uh, situation in North Carolina. The Egyptians had a God of the dead, Anubis also. And the Mayans also had a same God of mm-hmm. the dead, which was a black looking dog or jackal. And his name was, uh, Cholo, it's not just that too when you look at the monuments and you look at the stone structure of the monuments when you have like a design on the i'll show you real quick i'll write it down if you have like a design on a, a pyramid or whatever first of all the stones don't make any sense so if you've got like a design that's like this right it'll mirror that same exact design on the other side of the wall and the only other place in the world that that happens is in Egypt, where they did the same thing. And the structures are also earthquake proof. And you have a lot of the same similarities between the, the pyramids and the structures and like the, you know, uh, what is it, Machu Picchu, things like that. You got a lot of similarities between that and what happened in Egypt. The difference is, is that the technology isn't as clear cut and as smart as it is in Egypt. It's like kind of like it's, it's, a, it's a throwback or a copy of the technology. But there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, I've been uh, thinking about a lot of different things when it comes to that. It seems like there might have been a northern hemisphere and a southern hemisphere kind of uh, uh, civilizations. 
maybe Lumeria was one and maybe Atlantis was another one. Because uh, there's a lot of stuff with um, dark-skinned people as far as, like, you know, Kemet and Egypt and Africa. But also, it seems like there were a lot more other places than just in Africa. And I know a lot of other Black people will say that they were all over Europe and all over um, that continent. So, uh, and then if you look at the... Uh, uh, the Olmecs in South America, a lot of people put them as maybe being black or a black Asian type or whatever phenotype mm. you want to call it. And so there's a very big possibility that, you know, if they had boats back then, they could have just sailed across the Atlantic or they went from the from the towards the east and came into like California and Peru and stuff. Uh I'm not 100 well, really sure on all those things, but what you really mm -hmm. have to do is you have to look at the fact that, like, how do we date a civilization? How do we date anything? We look at the the layers of soil for the for the you know when it comes to archaeology, right? Or we go with carbon dating. Well, carbon dating they literally spit out a series of numbers, and like this number makes the most sense. This must be the right number, right? So we don't know what year or what time period that all of these continents separated, right? We don't know when the pole shifted. We don't know for a fact that it was like 13,000 years ago when it stopped raining in the Sahara. We don't know these things. We can't date rocks. All we know so, is what we've been told. So you don't trust the told. science, Missy? I, I do not trust the science. No, I do not. <laughs> it's not I, It's not that I don't just trust the science. I don't trust the people that are put in charge of this because they're all funded by the wrong people. You so, know? so you're saying you, you don't... Who's in, does anybody here know who is responsible for who's allowed to see pyramids right now? Because I can tell you. Who, it's the who? Rockefeller Foundation. Go mm. figure. Hmm. So, yeah. Missy, you don't trust There's like the... They're, uh, hiding, they're hiding something. You don't trust the, the water erosion evidence in, in places the like water erosion, Yeah, I totally trust the water erosion evidence. But the thing about water erosion evidence is it can't give you a year. Right. It can give you Especially a certain time a place, period, right? Like the Sahara in the northern, like in northern Africa. It's very hard to date that. Mm -hmm. So, so you're talking about like the Robert Shock evidence that the that the Sphinx was at one point covered. Right. In that's water like the not. that's the work that Graham Hancock right. reports uh, on. It says yeah. it's I over the, twelve thousand years old. I actually disagree right. with that. Really? All right. Let's hear uh, why. I believe that the lion or the dragon they were oftentimes dragon. used in like fountains. And water fountains and and maybe they were at the beginning of time also that's why they still continue to do it today so i think it was more of a big old pool that uh the sphinx was in and i think maybe it, was a lion. it was a hydro pump i think it was a lion because when you look at the stars and you you turn back the time to where the the stars are aligned perfectly it aligns with the leo constellation so like i think it was twelve thousand years ago right that's yes, when it exactly. When it was still, no, I think it was. I think it's like twenty three thousand years ago. It, it don't quote me on that number. That I, might be the start of it, number. and then twelve thousand the end. Yes. But that's like the. Well, that, I think I think I that's know. the most likely time it was built because the face of the Sphinx. The reason that its nose fell off is because it had already been carved down. It's like when you have a tooth and you go to the dentist, right? And like the dentist is like, "Okay, look, I've rebuilt this tooth. Don't mess it up again. Because mm -hmm. if you mess it up, I can't fix it after that. We're going to pull the whole thing or get a dental implant." And I guess what happened with the Sphinx is like they carved on the face and 
the new face was more Nubian because it fit in with the people that took over the area at the time. Hmm. Yeah, the sphinx's head is a little smaller in proportion to its body, if I'm not yes, wrong. Yes, and that's, that's why, why the nose fell off. So is there any evidence of what the culture may have been like before the Anubian people moved in? All we know is ar- the archaeological records and the archaeological, because it's the Sahara, it's the northern, it's northern Africa, right. especially in that area. The reason they built those pyramids there, the reason they built those structures there is so they wouldn't get messed with. They, they built them away from society. I mean, when you look at, you know, Stonehenge, Stonehenge was built away from society for religious and sacrificial purposes, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was set apart. It's it's a very long-running biblical concept of being set apart, right? I mean, the entire Hebrew, you know, Jewish population, they consider themselves to be set apart. That's what makes them special, right? And to be set apart, like when it comes to religion, the, when you have like the, the Oracle of Delphi, right, set apart, it was somewhere you couldn't just go, you know? Right. It, was something you, it was like a thing. It was a pilgrimage, yeah, so you're not going to put this in the middle of the city. You're going to put it out out in the boonies yeah. a little bit. What do you think yeah, of all this, you wanna, puds? You want to have it set apart from society. When Stonehenge, I think when Stonehenge was built, it was set a, set apart from the majority of society. But you know, London wasn't even a town at that point. I mean, there there really wasn't very much of a society. If you believe that the Druids built Stonehenge, or perhaps the giants that predated the the Druids, mm. but I think that was the center of their society. Um, and I, I, I believe that probably access to it was restricted in some way, uh, because we, we know obviously it had some kind of power that we probably, we can't access now. Um, well, I, I well, think you, hold on there, live. hold on for one minute there, because there's been new archaeological studies that have been done on Stonehenge, and they have found that Stonehenge was actually a burial, burial ground, um, and there Sorry. are two distinct land markation lines that go from Stonehenge to the Great Henge, which is literally yep. less than a mile away from Stonehenge, directly, celestial, uh, celestially speaking, it directly follows the stars, and they've actually determined that Stonehenge is actually not aligned with the summer solstice, but actually more aligned with the winter solstice. And at the winter solstice, if you follow it back, all the way back down this this path that leads directly from Stonehenge to the Great Henge, the Great Henge is uh, uh, 650 feet wide, um, and it's surrounded with wooden posts, and they found... um, Oh, shit, like fucking clay pots and all this other shit there that suggests that people were actually living at the Great Henge. They were working there, and they were walking to Stonehenge. And that is where the burials and everything else was taking place and this, that, and the other thing. So to say that they're set apart, I wouldn't say that they're set apart. Uh, Stonehenge is definitely not set apart because they found several other villages around Stonehenge. They founded three other villages around Stonehenge. Yeah, I mean, the pyramids were the center of of all of Egypt. Egypt, Not the Great Pyramid, though. Uh, neither was, was uh, the King's Valley, but they hid the King's Valley for a reason because they didn't want people to loot their tombs. Well, that didn't work and, out. So and you're absolutely right about Stonehenge and about how like they they had the Great Henge, then they had Stonehenge. 
and like how they were separate, but it still was separate. Like that's not where people like everyone lived. It wasn't like there was giant villages or, or groups of people that gathered in that space. They gathered in that space as like a space to, a way to connect the different uh, peoples. You know, America's Stonehenge, America's Stonehenge proves your point, Missy, because the Georgia Guidestones are most definitely set apart. There is nothing anywhere near that. Mm -hmm. They are literally in the middle of nowhere. I have a question for everybody. Can anybody tell me why they named them, named that state Georgia? Can anybody tell me? I I bet Dan Unaki does. King George. (laughs) I, I know. Because it's the Caucasians that came from the uh, country of Georgia. Uh, Same reason why the Jesuit universities are in Georgetown. And why do you think they made it a prison colony at first? What's a prison colony? Georgia, the state of Georgia. Yeah, the state of Georgia was originally a debtor's prison colony. Did, did you know that? I did not know that. No. Yes, it was. It was originally a place they sent debtor people for debtor's prison. Hmm. Like, like they did later on with Australia. Yeah, right. Yeah. New Australia was a prison colony. I didn't know. Uh, I, I, I think that's a own. South Carolinian like uh, jealousy thing about Georgia. <laughs> they wish they were Georgians, and they were just like, "Yeah, well, we fucking suck in South Carolina." So hey, just saying, we used to be just Carolina, but they messed it up for us. <laughs> I, actually, I was I was gonna say that kind of makes sense because we're a bunch of rebels down here in Georgia. Like we're like, hey. "Hey, everyone can fuck off." So it wouldn't surprise me that you know it was a prison colony at first. The more interesting point is, what is Carolina? What does it mean? Why is that a thing? Why do you have the Carolina statue and the and the symbolism and everything? I bet Dan and Aki could tell me. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to give you the answer that you want, but I could say that uh, give me an according, according to Box Saga, according to Box Saga, there was a caste system, and uh, one of the caste systems was called Car. So. If, if you look at Carolina, uh, Catalina, the, the CA names also denote uh, Canaanite areas. So mm-hmm. Canada is also a Canaanite area. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these CA names uh, have those type of connotations to them. They didn't ship anybody. They, uh, if you guys, if you're not aware, they didn't just ship anybody to America. And that's right. They did ship people to America. Like it was originally like the entire United States colony and also Canada as well, was at least they sent the undesirables. Like, for, for a while there, it was just settlers. But even then, those were settlers that were trying to escape something. So later on, it became people that, like, the, the British government or the French government or the Spanish government, they sent the people they didn't want. They sent them here. And it was like a, it was a way to pay off your debt, things like that. It was very strange the way it was handled. And that happened from, I think it was like 1670 to probably like 1803. They were still sending people over here based mm-hmm. on like former documents. Y'all got to check that out. Yeah. So the RH bloodline is what gives the red hair, right? And uh, it depends. There's a couple different RH bloodlines and they all go back to, well, I think they all trace back to it. 14 originals actually but there's celtic there's germanic um there's uh ottoman um which is now turkey and i think that's that's prime well that's the celtic ireland scotland um it all comes out of the royals and also the canary islands 
Yeah, the, uh, Atlantis, yeah. So if Atlantis was in the Atlantic beyond the Pillar of Hercules, and the Pillar of Hercules was the where Spain and Africa and Morocco meet, uh, right through there, if we assume that that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we assume that is the actual pillars of Hercules and not all the other assumptions that are made about it. Then uh, the Canary Islands are right there. The Rich At- is right there. The Atlas Mountains are right there. Uh, there's actually a place called Doña uh, right there in Spain. Uh, so, and then the, I, I do a lot of stuff about the tribe of Dan and the tribe. So when, once you see Doña and Dan and Don, you start tracing that all the way back up into uh, Denmark and Ireland. There's all kinds of places in Ireland named after Dan. Uh, and then all the rivers out of the Black Sea are named after Dan. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff that correlates to the Israelite tribes. And if they were survivors of a great flood, which being Atlantis was destroyed by a great flood, then it's not too far of a stress to say that maybe those survivors were Atlanteans. And the most likely location for the flood is the Black Sea, correct? Uh, there is a lot of theories about the Black Sea uh, flooding and not actually a worldwide flood. But it's the most likely flood. location. Correct. And the Black Sea flooded over and over a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it spread at about, I think it, they said it was about uh, 60 meters a day or something crazy like that from uh, the research that I've done. Uh, Dan and Mackie, do you know who uh, Simkai Yakovich is? Yeah. The naked archaeologist? Okay. Yeah, you like his yeah, stuff? Yeah. yeah, I do. I, have I you seen his, movie? Have you seen his movie? Have you seen his movie on the, uh, the Lost Tribes of Israel or the Tribes yes. of Israel? Yes. Yeah. What did you think about that? I thought it was really interesting. A lot of them were Asians. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the tribes were... Uh, yeah, and, you black. Call and black. And yeah. black, yeah. The Ethiopian uh, tribe. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of uh, Asian tribes that he actually kind of found in different weird remote places that all uh, mm-hmm. celebrated. Uh, Ju- they had the, the, what's it called? The Fringe and uh, other, other different stuff that would... N- make them seem like they were Jewish and, and the belief system. So, Well, the thing is, is like, that's the one thing that we can trust when it comes to biblical history, which, you know, some people roll their eyes when they talk about the Bible, but whatever. I mean, if she's his own, the one thing that I do know is that when it comes to archaeology, archaeology became, it became a thing because of biblical archaeology. It would have never been a thing if it weren't for the Bible. And that's what got people into archaeology in the first place. And then you look at what happened with, you know, I mean, it, from then on, it became like a, a race to find, like, proof that the Bible existed. And there wasn't a lot of proof that came about. But the one thing that did come from it, came away from it, was the fact, the fact that, like, people in general uh, that were in the scientific fields uh, conceded to the fact that, like, we did have a history. There might be books on it. There's the Book of the Dead. There's the Book of the Tibetan Dead, the Egyptian Dead. There's the Book... Uh, I mean, the, the, the Bhagavad Gita, I think it is. Then there's, you know, the, the Epic of Gilgamesh. There's the Bible. There, and the, the Talmud and the, ta- the what is it? The, uh, damn, my brain just broke. Uh, the Talmud and the Talmud, if I'm not mistaken. I'm probably getting that completely wrong. But the point is, is that, like, these books started to give people, like, a kind of history of where to go. 
So, Dan and Aki, being new to the group, what do you think the reason for burning books was, especially when it came to Alexandria and the Nazis and everyone else, and the current concept of taking an encyclopedia and putting it online rather than taking an encyclopedia and giving it to people as a book? What do you think about that? Uh, So, uh, I think the Christians destroy a lot of things. Uh, And mostly... The Catholics. Mostly it was... Okay, fine, the Catholics, the whatever you want to call it. But they destroyed the pagan civilization. And the pagan civilization are the ones that built these uh, monuments. Stonehenge. Stonehenge, the pyramids. They built all these things. And what, uh, from the box saga perspective, is they went and buried all these things up because they knew that the Christians were coming and they were going to destroy them and destroy all their... uh, their knowledge and their artifacts and their temples. So they purposely buried them up. So that way the, that they couldn't get their hands on them. Uh, like Lebecky so, Tepe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like Lebecky Tepe, how it was, they conceived that it was probably buried up a long time ago, but that was, that kind of predates. I mean, if you go by dates, it, by what they say, it would predate the destruction of the pagan people. Uh, so they you know must the have done Celts, that before time. Did you know the Celts were headhunters? Uh, I mean, everybody was headhunters. No, the Celts were like legit, <clears throat> baby sacrificing, hardcore uh, I mean, headhunters. I mean, did you, you know that? Say that? I mean, it's a possibility, but I, I wouldn't say that that's exactly correct. No. <laughs> okay. I will send you some documents. I mean, you could say soldiers kill children, too, but do you believe that? I'll send you some documents. I mean, oh, that's fine. You can send me documents. Uh, I would love to read them. Uh, but they I, I don't would often know cut off can... the heads of people because they thought that's where the soul lives. So if they cut off the uh, heads of the bodies, then uh, that person would yeah. no longer be able to survive that's what, or reincarnate. That's why the Romans were so intent on conquering them. The same reason that the Romans were so intent on conquering Carthage. It's because people fear what they don't understand and they were scared of them. Is what baby sacrifices, raised. dude. It's baby sacrifices. That's uh, what it's Well, about. you could say the so, same about the Catholic Church sacrificing babies, too. They did, too. I'm not saying that they're exempt at all. I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. The Catholic Church is a lot of ghosts. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the worst thing that they did was, like, I mean, Histories what's the point of keeping of secrets? <laughs> what's what's the point of having the Vatican full of secrets, right? <clears throat> so shouldn't, shouldn't religion be about being honest and being forthcoming? But no, instead it's it's just about keeping documents on documents hidden from people. Right. And that, that I think is kind of silly. So, so what I think the in, introduction of the secret societies was was to maintain the pagan belief system and to be able to hide that from the Catholics and to keep their pagan belief system going. And that's why you see these weird, you know, rituals and stuff like that in these secret fraternities. And they were doing this to keep their religion the way that it was so they wouldn't get uh, destroyed, basically. And and then so that's why you see these secret societies now that have taken over over everything. It's because the Elites, the L, the the elites are the ones that control the world. And they're the ones that are actually sacrificing the children. I, I don't know that you can blame the Catholics for that or 
you know, say that the Catholics destroyed the pagan religion. That was actually the Romans before they were Catholic. Well, um, they were the Roman Catholic Church. They were the Roman. They were the Holy Roman, Roman Catholic Empire. Church. Post that, not for like a hundred years after that fact. You keep ignoring that there was a great big gap of time before they became the Roman Catholic Church. I love how you trash Catholics. I think it's great. However, being a oh, Catholic, man. I can tell you there's about a hundred years there that you just seem to omit that. Oh, but it was the cat. No, it wasn't the Catholic Church. It was which the Romans, which originally were freaking polytheistic. It was Which not monotheism. That's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they actually took uh, uh, a pagan deity for their Jesus figure too. They did. He's right. Is Isus. He's one hundred percent right. And the, and they took the mother goddess and made her marry. Yeah, and the mother goddess we know as Hathor, Oster, and Isis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ishtar. He's absolutely right. Yeah, another one. And, uh, on and then there was the, yes, the, the Catholics definitely co-opted different pagan holidays and, and figures in order to bring the pagans into Catholicism. Right. It was and, a control mechanism. It makes it easier uh, to absolutely. assimilate it was, people. It was the first PSYOP. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. And it worked. Well, one thing I get mad at is... All these historians are like, oh, if the libraries at Alexandria never would have burned, we'd have so much knowledge. Why don't we just go take what is in the Vatican's vaults? Like, they probably have so much history and lost texts that it would explain so, so much of our history, but no one ever cares about that. They just let it have Storm the Vatican. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's question. like storming Area 51. Why didn't the Nazis do that? <laughs> The Nazis went all over the world trying to find knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. Why didn't they? Because they were probably the getting funded thought. by the Vatican and everyone else, you know. Well, we know that Pope said nothing. I'm just saying, I mean, I'm just using a little historical knowledge. I just uh, think it's probably, weird. Probably because Italy was actually aligned with Germany in World War II. So, Doesn't matter. It, no, it, 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 does, it does matter. Oh. It absolutely matters because if Germany had turned on Italy, they uh, they absolutely would have lost. They would have lost their primary ally. So that, I mean, that would have just ruined everything for them. They lost anyway, maybe. Um, there, I, I actually have some doubts about that as well. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's no way that the Nazis would have stormed the Vatican because they they would have lost 100 percent. That's their just funding. A, yeah, that, that's exactly their funding primarily. Mm -hmm. Does anyone else think it's weird that the Swiss guard is the people that guards the Vatican, considering that they're neutral? It's where all the money's held. It just all ties in together. That all the elites are holding hands and, you know, and just laughing at All the money's in Switzerland. That, you know, the, the Swiss banks, that's... It's a big club and we're not in it. What? And technically the Vatican is its own country that's supposed to be neutral, so why would somebody neutral not guard something that's supposed to be neutral? But oh, and by the way, none that. of the Swiss guard are Catholic. That's really fucking crazy too, but nobody even mentioned that. <laughs> but do they have to dress like that? That's the real question. Because they look like idiots. <laughs> it's ceremonial, traditional. You know. I mean, 
Do, no, do the Mounties in Canada? I guarantee not every single like um, Secret Service man is a Joe Biden fan or a Donald Trump fan, but they can't really have that kind of say. They have to do their fucking job. Yeah. Hats, you don't talk a lot. Do you mind if I ask you a question? What do you think? <laughs> Putting them on the what spot. What do you think the Mandela effect is? Uh, that's uh, I'm the dumb part of the big dumb podcast. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> they did that in the form of indentured servitude. So if people were in great debt, then they could essentially sell themselves um, for whatever that might entail for Unless a period they were of time, usually then- seven years. Yeah, because if they were serfs, then they were already owned by yep. their landlord, and they they didn't need to worry about them. it. Yeah, their landlord would have sold them. It was slavery, but hence ninety percent of the Irish that came here were slaves. So we were the first slaves in the United States. Well, Just saying that that's absolutely true too. But you know, indentured servitude was akin to slavery uh... in in many 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 ways. So so uh... as factory workers, Dan's factory about to say Irish like people were black. I promise you. Actually, there is some truth to that because a lot of the Irish slaves were sent to the islands, um, the West Indies, and they were bred to black slaves and they were, they were considered of significantly lesser value than the black slaves. Um, so the black slaves... My um, grandma was black Irish. Were, were bred to the <laughs> Irish thing. slaves... And that's why a lot of the people in the West Indies are very light-skinned because they are a mix of African, Black, and Irish. Like me, I can't remember. There's an island that was in the West Indies. And they got small penises. Whoa. Uh, You got to have goals. Hey, fuck you, Vic. Um, They're they're trying to to resolve that problem. Uh, Hey, we both suffer from the same disease. Don't worry about (laughs) it. It's all right. Short travel and hangs the left. You just can't always see it. It's okay. You're right. I'm a grower, not a shower. (laughs) Yeah, but there's man. there's one island that has like and it's all black people and they all celebrate their Irish heritage and I cannot remember the life of me right now which which uh West Indies Island it is, but it's like part of their culture is like to celebrate their Irishness. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dan, what's that, your take? Okay. Have have you guys ever got into like what the Hebrew Israelites say? I know everybody likes to hate them a lot, but they have some pretty interesting inquiries in the fact that they believe that black people were the original Hebrews. Ham. Uh, well, um, they say they say not ham. They say sham. But, sham. That's right. I'm sorry. I was close. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a little, it's slightly. I mean, it's however you want to pull stuff out of the Bible, you can contort it any way you want it. Pretty much. It's true. But uh, what but what they say is they were the original Hebrews. But what is really interesting in is that King James, who the Bible that everybody reads? The guy's a uh, dick. <laughs> how do you how do you know? You <laughs> the demonology, his book, demonology is the reason that the entire like. Okay, so the witch trials were going on in Germany, and they were going on in like you know uh, Holland and all. But it was because of him that they spread to the British Isles, and they got particularly cruel with it. I mean, at least there, they just burned it. They were like, trial done, burnt. But King James, like, drew, drew it out and, like, brought on torture to, like, make people force themselves to admit they were witches. And, it's, and he killed children, which no one did in Germany at the time. It was very strange. 
And he put out this book called Demonology, which is like a guide to how to fuck over uh, your fellow, you know, human being and like come up with all. And it's not biblical. The guy's just like, I'm a king and I wrote a book. Do you guys like my book I wrote? Oh, well, too bad. I'm the king. It was ridiculous. And then he dicked around with the Bible and he got Willie Shakes to help him with it. Who's Willie well, Shakes? I'm sure William I'm Shakespeare, sure William Shakespeare, and he wasn't oh, oh. necessarily. We we don't know that he was that William Shakespeare mm. was actually a, a real person. It was there's, like Francis Bacon and someone else, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Oh, there's a lot of conspiracy about that. Um, but uh, what'd you say, Pudge? I want to hear more what'd about. What'd you say, Pudge? I've never heard anybody question whether William Shakespeare was real or not. Oh, really? Yeah, William Shakespeare really? was born illiterate. He was just an actor, another paid actor of ancient times. Oh. I actually think his name was actually, when he was born, his born name was Joe Biden. I'm just <laughs> yeah, I, was I thought it was Jamie Foxx. Like so I think he was probably a better actor than Joe Biden. Yeah. I, you know, actually, I think it's really funny that the very first person in the world to get the COVID shot was uh, named William Shakespeare. And he yeah, just recently, really? That really? Yeah. really? Yeah. That was really weird. Really? Yeah, really. And he, and he just died of a stroke. He was 82. Was, I think it was wow. just Bill Shakespeare, though, not William Shakespeare. But well, it was technically William on his, you know, yeah. birth certificate. He should have yeah, become Bill. a doctor. He should have read enough books to become a doctor, like Dr. Bill Gates. <laughs> right. Um, that's Dr. William Gates, <laughs> technically. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get technical about it, yeah, um, never heard that. But uh, but yeah, William William Shakespeare masturbates more like the, it. the original. Uh, Francis Bacon used William Shakespeare as a pseudonym. I firmly believe, just based on comparing their writing style, mm -hmm. or William Shakespeare was a full blown plagiarist, which I guess could have been true as well. So, so. was our president. Yeah. There you go. That is true as well. <laughs> well, not our president, but um, their president. <laughs> Somebody's president. The president. <laughs> the dumbass in chief. It's like the science. Right. Dub president. Said this a million times, and I'll say it again. I fall up a flight of stairs. Nobody gives a shit. He falls up a flight of stairs, and everybody's got questions. <laughs> More people should worry about me. <laughs> I am worried about you, Missy. Okay, I have worry perfected the art of falling upstairs. So, Missy, <laughs> I'm right there next to you, sister. Okay, we're, I'm upstairs all the fucking now. time. <laughs> I pay to get into that. <laughs> I just have a compilation of each of you falling upstairs, for like brief clip from the jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon camera, just for that. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> well, we 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 might be able to make that happen when we go to Tampa because uh, Missy's coming with us to go to. Yes, the, I am. Woo! The, uh, yeah, the Reopen right? America conference in Tampa in like weird. two <laughs> weeks. Um, that that Clay Clark is hosting with General. Lynn and um, Lynn Wood. Mike Lindell and Lynn Wood and uh, a, a whole bunch of people. That should be fun. There's 62 different speakers that are going to be there yeah. over the three-day conference. Yeah. That's an interesting so, number. I'm going to a board game sweet. tournament in two weeks. <laughs> that is fucking... Hey, Pudge, I mean, when is your, when is your kickball tournament? 
was that going down? Are you even in the finals? Oh, we I know, were. You sacrificed a lot. We, slow, we, slow pitch softball. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> we made it to the championship, but then the other team won. So. Uh, oh, were hey. they were they woke or were they girls? Or were they trans? Oh, they were good. <laughs> the difference is they were good. <laughs> they were good. Oh, they were just fucking douchey redneck assholes is all they were. They literally oh, douchey redneck assholes. I would have lost oh. any other team in the league, but it was them, and I was really upset about it. Yeah. Transplanted Georgians. Douchey redneck assholes. Oh, we got plenty of those in Texas. You should have owned money. We got plenty of those in Pennsylvania, ship. too. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. That's true. There are douchey redneck assholes everywhere. See, everywhere. We're not originally Georgian, so I, I don't mm. identify with douchey redneck asshole. But Sorry, I call Nick a redneck I, Yankee all the time. You should. You should identify as that. I don't get out much, so I don't know what so, you're talking about. Dana Daki, uh, since you're new, they I would gave like to me, ask you, what I miss, would you like to talk about? Oh shit! I'm good at talking about anything but politics, really. Amen. <laughs> That's why I changed the subject. Talk about Atlantis. I, I want to hear your take on Atlantis because I've been interested in Atlantis since I was a little kid. You know, I was like, oh my God. Is, do you really think it was like it sunk into the ocean like the old stories say? Like what happened to it? What was it? And the Eye of the Sahara. What do you think that has to do with it? Yeah, that possibly uh, the could be. Chat? Yes. Uh, so Atlantis was an empire, sort of like. Precursor to Tartaria. What's the time period we're looking at here? Like, roughly. I don't ballpark it. Before the uh, end of the Ice Age. So, the Ice Age, I believe, last 50 million years, according to... Box the science. science. <laughs> now, do you really believe that history goes back that far? Because well, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to believe, like, we can trace our ancestors back, what, 1,500 years about? thereabouts yeah i yeah i'm i'm not really sure that honestly it goes back a whole lot farther than that well i, I don't think the flood was you know seventy five thousand years ago well are you christian yes well that's why no <laughs> because yeah. i actually you gotta didn't, shed, I didn't, you gotta shed that that's that's not part. true because i didn't grow up that way i actually grew up very independent now i attend church so my children can grow up with faith, but I don't adhere to that because of anything that I learned as a child. I didn't go to church when I was a kid, actually. Okay. Well, I mean, so, but when you look at things through the Christian perspective, you have, uh, you have walls up about certain ideas. So you have to let go of those walls to understand how long we've been here and other things because only so much is in the Bible and you have to the Catholics read, read put their hands the on everything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I believe people have been around for millions of years, probably. Uh, and Atlantis probably goes back to the ice age and uh, it was probably a civilization during the ice age. And after the cataclysm that happened in around 10,000 BC, it, uh, destroyed Atlantis, and actually the Atlanteans were the survivors that formed the Tartaria that you are, were talking about. So the they survived. They went to the uh, coastlines of Western Europe. Uh, the Basque people 
uh, right above Spain mm-hmm. uh, yep. have super uh, concentrated the language uh, is separated, and they have a concentrated Rh negative bloodline there. And uh, mm. if you if you look around too, also there they find a lot <laughs> of longhead skulls in the Black Sea area, and they find yep. a lot of giant bodies in Sardinia. So there, there's a lot of stuff going on in this area, and it seems like that if Atlantis was in the Atlantic, that they that they fled from the Atlantic and they ended up in the Caucasus Mountain area of Mount Ararat. They say that's where the Ark landed. And they kind of came down from Ararat into Turkey and Anatolia and then down into Samaria and into Babylon and then into Egypt. Uh, See, that's that's interesting because I cha- I, I can trace my she's RH bloodline. <laughs> I can trace my RH negative bloodline directly back to the Stuttgart area, which geneticists um, say was actually one of the original places um, that that's an original line so that is, they can't trace out from anywhere else. I don't know where Sukart is. Is that in like the... It's in Germany. In India or... Oh, it's in no, Germany? Ger- okay. Germany. Um, it, Bavaria, actually, right on yeah. the German-Austrian yeah. line. It's about a hundred miles from Munich. Hmm. Okay. Next question. You gotta love you, you gotta tell me what the Mandela effect is first. <laughs> the Mandela effect is actually is. The, Man- the Mandela effect is a subset of the butterfly effect, actually. Really? What? What? Yes. What? Like butterfly effect is you make a ripple through time, basically, and then the Mandela effect is us realizing those changes. Is that what you're saying? As- the butterfly effect is a rip in time. It's not a ripple. You actually rip time. The Mandela effect is now you notice that the rip has occurred and there are mm-hmm. changes in time. Uh, for instance, everybody, uh, my p- most pure explanation of the butterfly Mandela effect, if you will. V. So, Lynn asked me not more than four or five months ago, where uh, is so, where on, is on, the Statue on. of Liberty? Ba- back up. I was listening uh, okay. to No Mercy and Nick Hinton was on there and he was like, the Statue of Liberty is on isn't on Ellis Island. And I was like, wait, wh- I'm sorry, what the right. fuck? What are you talking about? Right, there's, it's on Liberty no Island. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but the crazy thing is Mick and I grew up in new England and his mother was my fifth grade teacher and we took a field trip and it was actually the very first time Mick and I met, uh, cause he, we didn't go to the same school at the time and I was 10 and he was 12 and we went down to the statue of Liberty and I, I have a perfect memory. I, I remember everything from the time I was about two um, and so apparently I, she doesn't have a perfect memory. And so. I very, I distinctly remember we went because I had cut my finger and I made Mick throw up on the bus on the way down because my stitches in my finger were so gross. And we went down to the Statue of Liberty and we went into the museum and then we took an elevator directly up into the Statue of Liberty and then climbed the stairs up to the top. Okay. And the museum was directly below at the base of the Statue of Liberty on Ellis Island. So I immediately called Mick and I was like, where the fuck is the Statue of Liberty? And he said, in New York City. Because <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, where? And he was like, it's on Liberty Island. I said, no, it's not. He said, yeah, no, we took a walkway we walked across a walkway from one island to the other Mm -hmm. and i was like you're full of shit and i hung up on him so then i called his mom and i was like mom 
where is the Statue of Liberty? And she said, in New York City. <laughs> like mother, like son. <laughs> and I was like, no, mom, where in New York City? She said, it's on Liberty Island. I was like, fuck's sake. So how did we get there? She said, we took a boat. Mm. We took a ferry from Liberty, from so Ellis Island. We have Liberty three Island. different stories here. Exactly. Yeah, a so boat, a I walkway, same mom, island. Until she gets to her mom, do we have three so different then stories? I called, we have two stories that I, actually make sense. I called my mom <laughs> and I said, Mom, because she, she worked in New York City. She was there all the time. I said, where is the Statue of Liberty? And she said, in New York City. Jesus. <laughs> everyone in my family is an asshole. <laughs> and I was like, where in New York City? So she said, on Ellis Island. And I said, thank you. She was the only one that agreed with me. And the, the well, museum well, she's talking well, about is when you go in the museum at Ellis Island, there is a museum in Ellis Island, obviously, because they go and they show you the pages where everybody signed into the country, this, that, and the other fucking right. thing. Yeah. <clears throat> well, immediately following that, uh, as you walk through that museum, there is a walkway. Now there's a walkway. Back in the day, there was a boat. That you used to get on a ferry. The ferry would ferry you over to Liberty Island. Now there is a permanent walkway because they're both National Historic Monuments, this, that, and the other thing. You walk across this thing and you walk in and you go into the museum for the Statue of Liberty where they show you how the how it was built, where it was constructed, all this other shit. And then you take an elevator and you go up 20 some odd floors and then you hit – or well, it's uh, 80 floors. Then you hit stairs and then the stairs take you the rest of the way up to the crown. And you can go off into the uh, – you go up to the uh, torch. Mm -hmm. At the time we went, the torch was closed because they were redoing the fucking torch and all that shit. Ah, anyway, you got gypped. Long story oh, short, that the museum she remembers, and I swear to God she remembers it, is the fucking museum that was at the base of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I remember that museum too. I also remember the museum at Liberty Island mm -hmm. because – we saw where a bunch of my family members signed into Liberty Island. So, and they actually, if you do it in a part of a tour group, they actually pull out pages so people can actually see family member names and say, oh, there's your family members, there's your ancestors who signed into Liberty Island. And we looked at both our ancestors, yep. and I remember that, and then we left directly from there and went up to the Statue yeah. of Liberty. That's, that is, there's Ellis your Mandela... Island. And There's your Mandela the butterfly Mandela effect, puds. All right. Butterfly effect. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so think of, all right. So imagine that you're holding, all right. You know how, um, I don't know how old you are, but we used to make like bracelets. We used to make knot bracelets out of different embroidery thread, right? Yeah. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Right. So yeah. imagine you're yeah. holding a, a, a bunch of different colored embroidery threads and you wind them up. And you let them go, okay? So they're all together at the top. And at the bottom, once you wind them up and you let them go, they they all fall apart. But occasionally, one touches the other, all right? But eventually, they all come together and they all touch again. So if you think that there are that there's a multiverse per se, that there's a I number do. of different timelines, right? Then eventually as those timelines wind back together, 
you know, one timeline will merge with another and then another and then another. And they're all just a little bit different. And when you get to the end and they've all merged together, then you're at the end of your rope. Hmm. Quite literally. I can agree with that. I I mean, there have to be timelines that intersect with each other because I know that goddamn Fruit of the Looms logo had a cornucopia. Like, I know it did. That it, it most certainly did. It most certainly did. did. I and, saw it too. And Chick-fil-A did not have a K at the end. And I'm not. I'm talking even like three years ago. Yeah. Like C-H-I-C. Yeah. It, the last time I was in New York City, I met a guy dressed up as Abraham Lincoln selling old used furniture on the side of the road in uh, Greenwich Village. Yeah. There's a and lot of crazies me. there. A yeah. lot of crazies well, there. There's a lot of crazies everywhere. That's the well. That's true too. <laughs> There's a lot of drugs in Greenwich Village. There's a lot yeah. of drugs in Greenwich Village. Drugs are bad. Okay. Okay. Karaoke with so many like you want to get some. You want to see some fucking purple dragons? You go down to Greenwich Village. You will get some unadulterated street drugs. Let me tell you something. You'll or you have to go to Miami dragons. and get some bad tattoos. Hmm. <laughs> Miami, you just go down there and look fish. You never do reach that dragon. Do say, sir. Do say. So my take on the Mandela effect is it's just false memories, actually. But the Berenstein Bears thing does bug me a lot. Yeah, that was my favorite book. Is it because they're Jewish? But but that's about it. Uh, No, because because they're Jewish. I remember it spelled the Jewish way. Yeah, called the Mandela effect. I know that's exactly the way I remember it being spelled. Yeah, the the Jewish way. The Jewish way. Yeah, the Jewish way, but yeah, and it's not. So that tripped me out a lot. But other than that, I can relate to other things to being just false remembering or uh, like some of the other stuff that came from movies. Uh, I think it's lines that other people said in other movies. Yeah, movie lines can be then, a little iffy. And then they kind of adjusted it to be that way. Uh, like, Luke, I am your father. Yeah, there's yeah. no Luke. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of Deja Vu? And Deja Antonio, Deja Antonio being the feeling he does on before with a different outcome. Mm. Uh, I never heard of Antonio. Yeah, me neither. Deja Antonio. 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 Anton. Yeah, whatever. It, it sounds like a Star Wars hero, but it's not. We're kind of like Where's Kyle? Version Where's Deja Kyle Vu? when you need him? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, Deja Vu. Some people believe like maybe we're all already dead, and maybe we're just going back through life. And uh, maybe this is the light at the end of the tunnel and we're all dying and we're we're retracing all our steps that we did in our life. And maybe that's why you get the deja vu. Uh, that's one idea. Uh, I, I would say that deja vu is, is more or less just a, a feeling. Like you felt like you've done it before. Maybe you perceived it. Or maybe you've even had dreams about it. I've had dreams about things yeah. that happened for years later. Uh, Same. Those are so, creepy, uh, man. When you have future dreams, you have a dream, yeah. and then three months later, you're sitting somewhere, and you're like, oh, my fucking God, I dreamt this. Like, yeah. What if I were to tell you about it, it, It's really crazy that you said that, and I just thought of this, too, because I just heard a, uh, I don't know, it wasn't a podcast. I know that. It was a fucking, I think I was watching, like, Discovery or something stupid mm-hmm. like that, and there was some retard on there that was talking about deja vu and it possibly being related to ghosts and that your death... And it, 
you know, who was who it? Oh, that's, we're talking about YouTube When you're channel, born, you start to die. I thought that was Shakespeare. <laughs> I thought that was a Shakespearean quote. Back when you're born, you start to die. Francis and Bacon. So basically, <laughs> probably, yeah. But anyway, he it was basically, they were relating it to deja vu. And they said, you know, deja vu is nothing more than being a, it's your ghost. It's you. It's, uh, uh, it's your genetic memory. It's it's the your timeline, ghost from a future timeline. It's the timeline that's already passed. Uh -oh. That's what Deja. That's what it was related to. I was like, well, that's kind of mind numbing in and out of itself. Just to think about that, just to have that thought that there might be another timeline, might be another you. Um, it ad begs the question: Well, if I go kill that other me, is that murder, or am I am I just you know self depreciating? You know, I don't know. Fucking. Nick. There I'm going to make it very one. easy there can only for be you. One? I'm going to make it very easy for you. When it comes to time, time doesn't exist. Time is a man-made construct that moves in a forward-moving linear concept. When it comes to physics, time isn't real. Time is just something we give a name to. If well, time yes, isn't yes real... And no. uh uh, all time, linear, linear time is a construct because time is actually cyclical. Villain, yes. give me one second. If all time exists at the same time, wouldn't that make it kind of crazy, psychic? Like, oh, I thought this thing was happening, but oh, it's a repeat. No, it's not because if time doesn't exist, then deja vu doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. If time doesn't exist, then deja entendu. Doesn't exist. If time doesn't exist, ghosts don't exist. Validated your own argument. Well, okay. Exactly. They say when ghosts can exist without time. Because, because I, I, I like the visuals, and when you're, you know, talking about time being cyclical or time linear, time not existing. Yeah. What if, what if time actually mirrors our the structure of our DNA, or our DNA mirrors the structure of time? That it's. Mm. It's, I never it's, about both, that. it's not linear, linear or cyclical, but rather it moves in a constant cylindrical motion mm. with branches that connect timelines. And that could also explain the Mandela effect. I believe Holy also shit. that That's energy, energy is spirit. You know, they say that energy yes. cannot be created nor destroyed. And energy is spirit and is ghost. So even it's like, called the vril. Even in Ghostbusters, they when they zap the ghost, they have to contain them in a containment thing. They they never actually kill them or destroy them. Uh, so so maybe the energy is coming into it. You know, they say also when you sneeze that your a soul is leaving your body. Yeah, maybe that's why you say God bless you uh, to like yeah protect yeah, maybe the person. We're, maybe we're just vessel vessels that are harvesting multiple souls and maybe. Deja vu is one of those souls experiences in the same time as us. I don't, I mean, that's just another thought. All these things are possible. Mm -hmm. right? Guys, we are getting super deep into it before we fall down a rabbit hole that never ends. I think we should wrap up <laughs> and save for next time. Part. I okay, know. Well, I know. <laughs> hold, hold on real quick because this is this is my favorite part, Mitch. All right. Um, Dan, I, I say all the time that uh, we're, we're all connected, right? All, the energy that connects us all is the spirit or the vril or the source or God or you, whatever you want to call it. We are, we are all God. God is all of us, right? So the energy that connects all of us can be changed and manipulated through 
willpower if there is enough people that want something to happen that in being able to control and manipulate your energy and the energy that in turn connects us all you can actually create your own reality so that's why prayer works that's why genetic memory is a thing. yeah it's the power of intent you're putting out in yes, the universe intent, yeah. correct right. that's meditation, why that's, meditation does the same thing as prayer does yeah it, it's, it's all the, the same, same thing meditation and prayer words. are the same thing yep. they're the same thing they're the same thing so um except once to a deity and once to self but if you believe that still all the same thing, man, we are God. If the, the energy that connects us all is the deity, I don't see the deity as a, as a separate being, but rather the one that connects every everything and everyone. So then, meditation and prayer are the same thing because you're praying to both a deity and to yourself. Fair enough. I, I get it. Hey, I love you all. We'll get back together. Get the group back together. Uh, maybe later this month. And do it all again. Probably be a little more sizable next time. We got Dan Unaki Dan from Rising from the Ashes. Do you want to go first and say where you can get your stuff? Uh, you can find us at rising under slash ft under slash ashes under slash pod on Instagram and rising ft ashes at yahoo.com. Perfect. Mick and V Lynn, do you want to let the people know where they can find your stuff? Yeah, we're a Patriot Party podcast where everywhere except for spotify because they booted us after like two episodes oh, um so <laughs> we're uh we're primarily a political podcast but we do occasionally dive down some fun rabbit holes and and throw out a conspiracy pod here and there so that's that's a blast um so you can find us again everywhere except spotify at the patriot party podcast you can also find me on twitter at v lynn q and on Telegram at the Patriot Party Podcast with Velen and Mick. And we'll be on Float here shortly. Yeah, Float as well. And Perfect. we're also in the process of joining um, Alt Media United. Yep, we just got on there. Shout out to Mark Steves. He's actually our next guest on Down the Rabbit Hole. Missy, Sweet. Missy, what we about just you? Had him on. He's a fantastic guest, dude. He's awesome. Can't. I, I just saw you guys posted that. I'll I'll listen to it here soon. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Too short. But we're going to have a part two with him. It'll be really good. Awesome. Let's go. All right. Uh, I'm Pudge from the Big Dumb Podcast. You can find us at the Big Dumb Pod on Twitter or the Big Dumb underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, we have link trees, all of our pages as well. So follow those. You can find all of our personal Twitters and everything like that, too. Mm. Missy, last but not least. And I'm Frantic Missy. You can find me everywhere. I'm on IG, Twitter. Uh, what else? I've got a YouTube channel, Frantic Missy. You can find me on Alt Space VR under the name Dammit, D-A-M-M-I-T, Dammit. Nice. And I also have a serial podcast that I'm doing every Monday under the name Frantic Missy as well. So hope to see anybody who's listening to this there. Perfect. If you made it this far, thanks for listening to the entire episode. I really appreciate it. We have three more episodes planned in the next week or two, so stay tuned for some more content. Check out all of the guest links in the show notes and give them some support too. Take it away, Mulder. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one 
No government agency has jurisdiction over the truth.